Welcome. I'm Connor Beaton, and this is the Man Talk Show, Training for Men, Answers for Women. Today, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. Is it too late for you? <laughs> is it too late for you? Uh, has life passed you by? Um, it, it's very interesting. This I, I get these types of questions all the time about feeling like it's too late or, you know, uh, you haven't the feeling that you haven't done enough in life. And I feel like this is this is a very common theme that can kind of be distilled down to the the idea of people feeling like they're not where they should be in life. So I'm going to read you uh, off a a question that uh, one of the listeners wrote in with, and he said, "I just turned 30 a few months ago, and besides the fact that I feel quote unquote old, uh, 30 is not old by the way. 30 is a brilliant age, uh, but anyway, uh, I also I also have the feeling that I I haven't utilized my time properly." I have this inner voice telling me that it's too late for you and your time has expired. I'm not sure how to fight this inner voice, or maybe I need to feel and internalize uh, this part of my life. It's a very unsettling feeling. Additionally, I grew up in a culture that pushes that you should be married and have kids while you are in your early 20s. I've definitely surpassed that and never ended up uh, keeping to that cultural tradition. I still don't have an urge to get married or even have a girlfriend. Is this something perhaps, is there something perhaps wrong with me? So let's let's dig into this a little bit. First and foremost, no, absolutely not. N- nothing wrong with you, okay? There's, there's nothing wrong. This is a very common thing that a lot of people fall into. And I think that I, I would classic, classify this and categorize this as a form of an existential crisis. Many of us, have these existential crises throughout our life. And at some point, almost everyone is going to experience it. Almost everyone is going to have this sensation of, am I doing enough? I don't feel like I'm where I should be in my career or in my relationship or in my health or where I should be financially. This can show up in so many different ways. And it's a very challenging thing to to combat because for many people, when they find themselves in this position, there is a sense of helplessness that has been adopted mentally or emotionally or physically, a sense of victimhood that that somehow life has passed you by or uh, taken you over or that you didn't do enough. And we start to turn the blame, not only externally onto other people and, and say, well, you know, it's their fault for uh, putting these cultural norms on me or forcing me to go to college and do this degree or what, you know, whatever the, whatever the, the gripe might be that we have with, with uh, people in our lives, whether it's family or friends, but we start to turn uh, a very harsh, critical voice towards ourselves. And we start to say, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be feeling this. You know, uh, maybe it's too late for me. Uh, maybe I'm not able to, to do what I actually want to do. And maybe I should just sort of give up. And there's, there's, this, uh, there's this general sensation that a lot of people have when they have this existential crisis, when they are sort of lost within their own mind. And what I what I want to say is that this distills all down to one simple thing. It's such a, a, a simple idea, but it's incredibly complex, and it and it requires us to practice it. And it's the idea of meeting reality 
where reality is at. So, for example, if you are working a job that you vehemently dislike, the people are jerks, you don't like going into work, you don't like the work that you're doing, it's unfulfilling. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've worked with, with clients in this space where they're just unhappy generally in their job for a number of reasons. And there's the mindset that maybe it's too late for you to start a new career, to go in a different direction, or uh, there is a, an, an internal dialogue that somehow you shouldn't be in that position in the first place. The very first thing you need to know that the main thing that's holding you back is not the job, it's not the shitty people that you work with, it's not the unfulfilling work that you're doing, it is the fact that you have adopted, uh, absorbed, and are clinging on to the idea that where you are at is not where you should be. And that right there, my friends, good listeners, is where the challenge really starts to arise. Because when we adopt this mentality, when we have this mentality that I am not where I am supposed to be, we are rejecting a form of reality. And, that, and when we reject a part of our own reality, it cuts us off from being able to take concrete action, real empowered action towards doing what we ultimately would like to do, or even starting to embark on the journey of discovering what it is that we would actually like to do. And the reason that this happens is that when we reject a part of our reality in this way, what happens psychologically is we create a part of our psyche that, that gets stored heavily in the shadow. And so we say, I shouldn't be where I am in life. I shouldn't be in this job. I shouldn't be in this relationship. I shouldn't be in this financial pr predicament. Well, the reality is, is that you actually are. Now, you may have made some decisions that you don't like that have put you in that relationship or put you in that job that, that are now causing you to feel stuck. But saying that you shouldn't be there is like saying that there shouldn't be stars or that there shouldn't be a moon or that the sun shouldn't rise at a certain time in the morning. It's, it's just not, uh, not beneficial in any way, shape, or form. And the action of saying that you should be somewhere else other than where you are is the action of choosing and creating suffering, okay? It is the action of choosing and creating more suffering. Now, Viktor Frankl talked about this uh, a lot in Man's Search for Meaning. I mean, the entire book, Man's Search for Meaning, is is about this basic concept, right? I think the the quote that he says somewhere in there, and, and I'm going to botch this maybe a little bit, but it's something along the lines of when everything else is taken away, the last of our human freedoms is to choose. And it's to choose how we show up. It's to choose that we might not be able to uh, choose our circumstances or what has happened to us in our life, right? You probably didn't get to choose if you've been abused. You probably didn't get to choose if you were abandoned. You probably didn't get to choose heartache or, uh, you know, financial setbacks or the current crisis that we find ourselves in, in terms of the, the, the pandemic with COVID-19, right? There's a lot of things that we don't get to choose, but how we, how we choose to respond to that, not, not, not how we react to it, how we choose to respond to it 
is the important piece. And so, and again, Viktor Frankl talks about this. He says between stimulus and response, there's a pause. So we have to slow down enough to look at what we are grieving. And anytime that I hear someone tell me that they're not in the right place in their life, whether it's uh, work or relationship or finances or fitness and health or sexually or whatever the case may be, there's always something always something, it's almost a universal, that they have not started to grieve, not started to grieve. So when I read this gentleman's uh, message to me, what I hear is a an individual that is grieving, not having done something that he thinks he should have done. Okay. And I don't know what that is because it's not in the message, right? He's not saying I should have gone and pursued this career or pursued this relationship or, you know, I really actually do want a family right now. And I haven't, I haven't put any effort into that. Um, it's not clear in the message based on the data that he's given me, but for sure, if you find yourself in a place in life where you're saying I shouldn't be here right now, you are inevitably grieving something that you would have liked to have done. Now, the beautiful part is, is that you can start that grieving process now. The second uh, part that's really empowering and that's that's great is that you can start to take action towards the things that you think you should be doing. So maybe that's maybe that's getting a daily routine. Maybe that is empowering yourself to uh, to take an artistic class that you have been wanting to to start to learn. Maybe it's giving yourself permission to leave the job that you know isn't workable for you um, and 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 start your own company like you've been wanting to do for years. I'm not too sure what it is for you. I'm not too sure. But whatever the logistics are, behind it is the first step of of knowing that if you are rejecting your reality, you're creating suffering. And so the first step is to accept that reality, to accept that that's where you are, that you're 30 years old and you haven't accomplished what you want in your career, or that you're 50 years old and you're still single and you never got to have kids, or whatever it is, to acknowledge that that is actually your current state and that that is your current reality. Because if you continue to reject it, you are embodying the victim. You are embodying the archetype of the victim and you're not allowing yourself to actually make progress in any way, shape, or form. You are, you are allowing the victim to run the show. You're allowing the victim to take the driver's seat and you're allowing the victim to say, poor me, I'll never be able to do anything about this. And so how we rectify that is that we accept the reality that we have created or that we are in. And when we accept it, the next step is to grieve the reality that we thought would have happened by now right? So maybe you're grieving not having had a kid or not having started a business or not having gotten that promotion or whatever the case may be. But allow yourself to grieve not having uh, stepped into that version of reality. And then, and only then, and I really mean that with no caveats, with no exceptions, then and only then will you feel the freedom that you are ultimately desiring to be able to move forward and take powerful action towards what you want to create. It's very hard to see what it is that you actually want to build and create from a place of victimhood. It's very hard to see the reality that you want to create when all of your attention, all of your energy, and all of your focus is obsessed and fixated on 
how reality shouldn't be the way that it is. And so we need to end this sort of addiction to saying that reality shouldn't look the way that it is. It just, it does, right? Reality, there's a there's probably a billion people right now that are feeling that way because of COVID, right? They're like, I don't want, I don't want to be in lockdown. I don't want to be stuck in my apartment. You know, I, I can't work. There's a, there's a whole bunch of that going on right now, rejecting reality. And so what we can do is work within the confines of what reality is right now. So come back to that. Come back to the understanding and the knowledge that the more that you reject your current situation, the more it is going to cause suffering. And when you can grieve the loss of what you thought you would have or should have or could have done by now, it will allow you to create the opening and the space within you mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, in order to create your next steps, in order to create the reality that you actually want to step into. But if you don't grieve the loss of the reality that you sh- that you think you should have had, it will be very, very challenging to move forward and create the one that you want because you will be carrying the dead weight of the reality that never came to be right? And and I'm going to use an analogy that's going to feel harsh, and I know it's going to feel harsh, but it's very poignant and it'll drive my point home. It is very hard to love a child, to love a child that you have brought into the world if you haven't grieved the child that you lost before, okay? That's a life. So if, if you're a mother or a father and you lost a child through miscarriage, through stillborn, through whatever the case may be, and another child has come into your life, but you haven't grieved the loss of the other one, of that other child, it's going to be very challenging for you to show up fully for that child. You will will overcompensate, you'll reject, you'll show up in all kinds of unhealthy ways because of the pain that you're carrying around in you from that past loss because you haven't grieved it properly. But if you have grieved it properly, it allows you to show up fully as a parent in that moment. And this is the same with our reality. If you haven't grieved the loss of the reality that you... that you think you should have created by now, it's going to be very challenging for you to create the reality that you ultimately want to step into. So start the process now. And if you don't know how to do that, then reach out um, because maybe you need help grieving. Maybe you need a counselor or a therapist or a coach. um, And I would love to support you in that journey uh, or one of the therapists or coaches that work for Man Talks would love to support you. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Share this episode with someone who is struggling with this exact thing. I can think of, I, I, when, I've, when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, do you know somebody that is stuck in their life that just is running around in circles and doesn't know how to get out of it? Most people know a few people. So share this episode with a couple of people that are stuck, that are, are looking for ways to, to move forward in their life. Uh, and until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.